And welcome to episode 367 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my arboreal co-hosts, Peter and Jake. <laughs> I guess, yes, yeah, yeah, I am. I am a little bit bored. Arboreal-ing. Boreal? Barrel? I don't know. Arboreal. I don't know, because I'm coming at you. I've been, I've been awake all night in the Awaker car. <laughs> edition of the cast you've heard of sleeper cars here's here comes the awaker car it's just they put all the screaming children in that car mm-hmm. it's and if that doesn't do it low voltage floors like in mandalorian or uh in andor andalorian <laughs> and then they release uh, airborne uh vaporized caffeine into the air you're never gonna get rest on the awaker and that car. that just feeds into the screaming children. It's it's a positive feedback loop that just creates literal hell on earth. I don't know why people pay for tickets I, there. But. I want to see if there's a. Well, why aren't companies doing this though? Like I know they give out like free coffee and whatever to keep their their slaves. <laughs> yeah, for ridden on a real long Amtrak. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're you're talking about pumping vaporized caffeine? Yeah, into until, the and air. I was thinking about more like workplace, like aerosolized caffeine throughout the building. I don't know that it's really effectively transported in an aerosol. You, is that is that also considered like drugging your employees? Yes, it would be highly illegal. <laughs> Yo, but think of all the work you'd get done. Ooh. I don't know. Caffeine doesn't really have. The same effect on everyone. Doesn't really wake me up that Three much. lines of Boys. Coke. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I went on PubMed and I found first hit, top hit here. The analysis of aerosolized methamphetamine from e-cigarettes using high resolution <laughs> mass spec and gas chromatograph. Holy shit. Cops are going to freak go, out. Can... <laughs> what, what flavor of vape are you doing? Is that Crystal meth in that blue? vape? Get it. Show me your hands. Oh my god, he, he puffed a my cloud man's on gonna my face. I'm going to go from Heisenberg to Hindenburg. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. This is uh Does that still a lot. give you meth mouth if you take it by a, a I I would pen? think so cuz you're you're still smoking it. I don't know I don't know. I'll confess I don't know enough about meth to know what it is exactly that causes the two floss. I've seen I breaking think it's dry back. mouth. Like, it's just extreme dry mouth. That would be... That'd be something, but I don't know. All I know is that all the dudes on Tiger King... <laughs> real bad meth Yeah, they got, they got a couple teeth. Um, and I'm as always, we're coming at you live from sunny, beautiful, slightly windy, and sandy Pakistan. It's a wonderful day to go visit our local bazaar. We're going to see the local farmer's market. It's going to be really cool. We're going to get some kebabs. We're going to get some bowls of spice. It's going to be a mixture of spices. Spice. (laughs) (laughs) Spice melange. It's going to be a random bowl of spice. Are we going to meet the Kwisatz Haderach? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Are we running spice in the Ebon Hawk? Yeah, we gotta we gotta make sure that we uh, bring our thumpers along with us to detract away from the worms. You know, never know when you could you're gonna bump into one of those Pakistani sand dune worms. Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I'm so psyched for uh, for seeing him in that. I'm the emperor, baby. I'm. <laughs> I'm Christopher Walken. I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> I think I think we're all going to be really disappointed when he gives a performance. Oh, he's and... going to give it straight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not like memeishly Christopher Walken. <laughs> hey, Denny, Paul Atreides. Have you seen this <laughs> stop this pocket watch? <laughs> I hit it up my I ass. I put it in my ass. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? I'm I'm G I'm I'm saying Jesus. Get away from me. <laughs> I'm supposed to overthrow you or some shit. Yeah, but not when I have my ass watch. <laughs> he ate the Yeah, I think I think the story of Dune is what happens when you eat the silica gel packet that comes with uh with your computer parts. It says do not eat because they know it'll give you the powers. Do not eat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody just turns into Spongebob from the episode where it ran out of water. <laughs> I don't need it. Just I like we, just like we need these trailers, baby. Hey, hey, oh, we're going. I, I'm just excited every time we... <laughs> As long as we keep going in this in this podcast, just happy for every second I'm alive on here today. <laughs> it's the be- it's the beauty of life. Just survive really your death experience, by which I mean it- I ate a rickle of mint. A rickle of mint, <laughs> venomous, deadly thing. It'll rip your arm off. How how much would you say a rickle yeah, is? What is- <laughs> oh, like like, like a, a don rickle. Like Rickle, <laughs> one one Don, oh, Don Rickle of mint, <laughs> a just a pile of mint in the shape of Don Rickle of mint. Yeah, thought, That's what I heard. I thought a Rickle was like a unit of measurement. Like I'm like, is this a really deep cut? Like I think Rick and a, Morty that's joke an episode. I was gonna say it's an episode of Rick and Morty. It's like a Rickle in time. That's to be fair, the name of a Rick and Morty episode. To be fair, you need a really high IQ to understand Wick and Morty. So, Wick, it's John. it's pretty funny. John Rick, um, just like you need a very high IQ to understand the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's, the video game, the movie. Yeah, I really hope Matt Pat got like a producer credit on this. <laughs> Made the whole all lore, the all by videos, yeah. In on uh, set, this is just live footage of him making this movie. Yeah. Um. So, like, I guess I don't really know what I expected a FNAF movie to look like. They certainly do look like well, the animatronics from FNAF. Well, yeah, I guess so. I, I did. I do. I was going. I was debating leading with the joke. I liked this movie better when it was called Willy's Wonderland, but um. This looks joke, like it's, it's going to be a. Uh, well, it's going to have a different bend to it. I don't think our uh, security guard is going to turn into, to Nick Cage and beat the shit out of all these animatronics. Um, 
they went with giving them red eyes, which I think is a lot less creepy than like the regular like dead eyes that they had in the uh in the video game. Um there's also a lot of shit in this uh trailer that suggests multiple victims and stuff in the movie. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess that would kind of run counter towards the whole "you're alone in this creepy abandoned place." Yeah, the only thing I think of would be like maybe if it's a beginning shot of like uh, the last security guard doing his nightly round. But they got to start it off at like night two, you know. Ironically, like Five Nights at Freddy's is, I feel like it's kind of hard to it, even though. it's gotten very popular because of kids watching people play that game. The gameplay itself doesn't adapt super oh, cleanly it's, yeah, into it a movie because the gameplay is something very slight happens, mm. and you're always on edge for anything to happen. So, you're opening and closing doors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not very cinematic. So yeah, they're, they're definitely going to have to depart from some things. Um, I just don't. I don't really know how you stick the landing on a on a math movie and have it be something that isn't super generic feeling. Um, and this is from you could just do that because I feel like the audience for this movie would would just eat that up. Possibly, but this is Blumhouse we're talking about. They always go that extra mile to be creatively <laughs> weird with it. Could be. Like, I mean, making a sequel to Truth or Dare. <laughs> Truth or Dare? Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a big... Um, I don't know how big it is at, at this point, but there is a, uh, a rumbling on Twitter. Yeah, we bullied them into changing Sonic. Can we, bully, can we do it again and bully them into changing the eyes uh, <laughs> for, the, for the FNAF enemies, villains? Um, but then, how will they know it's? E- how will you know it's evil, Jake? True, true. But that's some shit. That's some shit that's like said behind like a at a board meeting. You know, Darth Vader had a red sword, so like we or their eyes need to be <laughs> Freddy red. Freddie Fazbear needs a red sword. We, he needs a red lightsaber. So. <laughs> <laughs> the FNAF Star Wars crossover gonna be crazy, dude. It's my favorite Fortnite character. Darth Vader, Freddy Fazbear. Oh, it's Freddy Fazbear, (laughs) the dude from Fortnite. (laughs) He's doing the orange justice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't Um, really know. It's. I mean, it's like we said. It's going to be so similar to, um, but worse probably, uh, to uh, the better one, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is a movie that like. Us and seven other people liked. <laughs> so people are going to watch this and be like, this is the best ever. Great idea. Perfect concept. Yeah. yeah or, or it's just going to flop. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yes, what's not, Jake. But what's yeah. not going <laughs> to flop is Mission Plausible? I don't know. <laughs> Probably a ton of people are going to go see that. Tom Cruise Mission brings in money. Definitely going to happen. Yeah, this movie is definitely going to going to make a tidy sum. It's impossible not to make money with Mission Impossible. 
Um, That's why they've the made joke, so many of the them. The joke they make every time is uh, admission impossible. Ah. You can't get tickets because <laughs> they're always sold out. Yes, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 noted. Uh, so this is going to be, when all said and done, a two, possibly first ever three-parter? Uh, possibly, I don't know. I think didn't, we read something about that, didn't we? That'd be awesome if they could stretch this bullshit into three parts. Mission Impossible 7, Part 3, Chapter 1. Scene five. I'm sorry. I know Mission Impossible probably has a pretty okay story behind it all, but I would know never seen one. I have never seen it. I've never cared about anything for these. They have like some cool stunts. It's the same thing as like Fast and Furious. It's like they have so, some yeah. cool set pieces, cool stunts, and that's it. A friend of mine I used to work with, uh, at Coherent often spoke highly of Mission Impossible movies, but he was also Indian, and we all know how they operate <laughs> in hype mode for everything. I was, okay, that makes sense, yeah. I was like, where's this so, going? <laughs> Indians love I mean, read, just read read a Bollywood we've exam- movie. We've, we've <laughs> read through several. Those, there several are... Reviews. There are tens of thousands of 10-star reviews on those movies that I have to pass over because they are just illegibly unhinged. There are millions of Tom Cruise fans in India. I mean, I believe it. I believe I I want to see I want to go there and see like the Tom Cruise fan club out there. I want to see the Tom Cruise look-alike contest. Yep, I'm looking that up. Tom, t- Indian Tom Cruise. <coughs> That's not... No. I noticed in the, the only thing that stood out to me in this, like, obviously, oh, the trailer, the, the stunts, wow, the action, wow, is that they're, at, they're in the traffic circle for the Arc de Triomphe again. I think Paris gives them, like, all right, you can... That's the new version, like when the Eiffel Tower is too tacky, but you want to get in there in France. You have you have your action scene in that traffic circle. Yeah, I just I love how how much of a Mission Impossible trailer is just Tom Cruise running. I want to calculate like the time, the proportion of time he spends airborne versus <laughs> uh, with his feet on the ground. Distance fallen versus distance ran in a Tom Cruise yeah. Mission Impossible series. If Tom Cruise fell upwards, how far away from Earth would he get by this point in the series? <laughs> could he could he reach high Earth orbit? I don't know, possibly. We could just flip gravity on Tom Cruise and that's how you see that's how you explore the universe and that's how you find that's how you find Lord Xenu. That's how you create a perpetual energy machine. <laughs> and now I have to think about the mummy trailer again where they cut the sound out. So it's him just, again, oh. air, suspended in air in an airplane. I was thinking about with that. no backing audio. I was thinking about that when I was watching this. I'm like, where are the trailer flubs like we used to get? That was a golden age of trailers. Just fucking coming out with anything and everything so fast, so speedy. They're coked up little minds. 
couldn't remember to upload the one that said and audio <laughs> trailer and audio i'm still not convinced that that was like a word of mouth marketing thing because yeah. they knew the movie wasn't going to do very well apparently like weird side thing is that game apparently had like a re- or that movie had a really good spin-off game associated with it like it was a it was a 2D metroidvania game where every time you died your corpse got resurrected by the mummy and it had like your power ups with it so you had to kill the the mum the, the mummified character where you died before to get all your stuff back interesting yeah it's like i i saw some gameplay of it i'm like i mean it's not like game of the year type content but i'm like this is so much better than any like weird for a license game, game for a, the mummy movie had any right there, to be right for the mummy movies specifically but there there are some uh there are some hidden gem licensed games out there yeah like the uh like the home alone home alone <laughs> for the game um you know, um, what's I was the... thinking more like Lord of the Rings and Two Towers. That's a pretty popular one. Yeah. Or, or I was going to say um, Fievel Goes to America, the video game. Spider-Man 2. I'll hit you. I'll hit you with one. Blade oh, um, uh, what was a good one that I, I got frustrated because my little small brain couldn't uh, figure out the puzzle. And then I came back to it like five years later got past that part and continued the rest of the game and it was like well it's actually a pretty fucking solid game that was peter jackson's king kong the video game <laughs> solid game solid gunplay uh it i mean it was king kong peter jackson's king kong right? oh yeah You're there's like, like the, giant bugs and shit you, right yeah giant bugs you had like the tommy gun it was cool there's a chronicles of riddick game that's like actually pretty good <laughs> If we ever get back to if we get back to streaming, maybe we'll go through all the Oh, this is what it was. I'm down to games. play some licensed games on stream. Okay. Uh Rocket Power Dream Scheme for the Game Boy Advance. Shit was actually pretty good. Rocket Power. The only thing I rem- literally the only thing I remember Rocket Power from was the sign outside the Burger King play place. Not not the McDonald's play place. Bird. You didn't spend a lot of time at Rhymer, didn't you? <laughs> so Rocket Power Dream Scheme was, was hard <laughs> in where there were no save points. So you kind of just go, and uh, if you die, you had to start over. And I remember it got really annoying because there was uh, Otto's dad would come up and be like, oh, man, I shouldn't have had... Or no, I think it was Otto. was like, I shouldn't have had those wings for dinner my dreams are going to be super weird. And then you're playing him in his dreams, skateboarding and shit. Shit was choice. So that's mission impossible. <laughs> mission stay on, stay on topic. Did I mean, ever... what's there to talk about? Oh. He falls off a mountain. He, he chases some guys. I don't know the story. Let me see what mission impossible video games there are. Uh, you can get, Impossible Mission for the Nintendo Wii. That's close enough. <laughs> for for ten bucks. Pal do. <laughs> what is this thing? Ten bucks for a shovelware Wii game? 
oh, it's it's a port of the Commodore 64 game. That's even more indefensible. <laughs> oh my lord. What? That's that's amazing. Um just like uh just like theater camp. Theater camp's a, it's a little amazing. Yeah, been? this is uh kind of like a I get a wet hot American summer vibe from this. A little bit of that. Yep. With, uh, oh shit, what was that fucking movie that, uh, I keep forgetting the name of it, and I, I do want to see it, with the guy who wants to be, like, a comic artist? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, where he yeah, goes and it was he an A24 out with movie. comic book artists. Yeah, yeah or, or one in particular about, that they get friends with. For the life of me. It's, 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 like, that exact same filter is over this footage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um Yeah, it's it I mean it's it's I feel it. I've been around theater kids as a music kid. Um you're you're adjacent to them in many respects. So uh you you do get a sense of the the high energy that just pervades every moment of their waking lives. Yeah, and the very fact, like that first opening, the first uh, little section of that trailer, where the uh, the camp, well, the one counselor, gets everyone to rap detention by singing the opening uh, notes to Oklahoma. <laughs> oh my God! Absolutely, absolutely. If you ever need to like wrangle a gaggle of theater <laughs> kids, you just <laughs> sing anything. Like you, you sing anything with like while looking at them. And the combination of peer pressure and the chance to express yourself musically is like it's like fucking crack. They're just drawn right, to the, it like moths to a flame. I found the movie. Uh, it's Funny Pages. Hmm. Okay. Uh, this has the exact same filter <laughs> as Funny Pages. Yeah, um, this this looks like a, a pretty funny, campy. No pun intended. Um, yeah. Movie. It, it's got a good setup. That'll, you know, your because your point of view. I guess your point of view character is the one counselor who's just like here to like make money and has no, just has no interest in in any of this ridiculous, <laughs> over dramatic BS that it, every kid seems to be involved in. It's kind of interesting because it's it's shot like a mockumentary. Um, like it's it's like a lot of like candid shots and uh, they do like the the pan up and zoom in like the office uh, when mm-hmm. something quirky happens or some shit um, <laughs> and yeah just a lot of like seeing how weird and quirky these kids and and camp counselors can be to uh, at a at a theater camp and then the shenanigans that they create but it's less organic i would say because it's not it's not a documentary it's everything's all set up obviously yeah i love that i mean and of course as is to be expected um there are so many banger lines in this uh congratulations uh this is going to to totally destroy you completely (laughs) yeah this will break you 
congratulations on being the best kids at camp. Well, there there is a, there's like a, a weird sort of like pressure, which I mean, maybe this is the overarching or the underlying theme of the um, of the movie is that these kids put their heart and soul into theater camp and into theater in general, and they go into it knowing like three percent of them make it. So like, it's they're doing something they love, just not because they plan to become famous, but because this is what speaks to their heart. So they say. Can you really trust a theater kid? You know, actors are just liars who get paid for it. (laughs) I, I had to contemplate that a lot before my wedding night because I was going to marry one, and that that came up a lot. They are they are known to be spent a lot of late nights contemplating that one. What is an actor if not a professional liar? Yeah, I could definitely 100% say without getting something thrown at me that oh. <laughs> theater kids Jake's are... Re- Jake's really doing the key and peel right now. <laughs> so I said to her... Our professional... I said... Liars! I said... Damn straight. I really said it, too. I really said it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I said it. Right to her face. <laughs> uh, I said it too. Uh, so, like, uh, like I said, hey, stop, stop killing them. Then Native Americans, not Indians. Don't call them Indians. They're not. So the Renaissance continues as yeah. Brendan Fraser gets to work with esteemed director Martin Scorsese for, I believe, the first time. Um, also in the movie is. Leo, who's looking kind of old these days, Robert yep. De Niro, and other select members of Scorsese's stable of actors. Yeah, this is um, yeah, Leo's got his full-on squints going. He's pulling some great faces in this. Yeah. Um, I I mean it looks good. It's, it's Scorsese. It is. It's in his. It's very much in his style. Um. Although, and it I looks like there's going to be a I, bit of a who done it attention because looking back, the trailer explains everything that's going on in it. But I was like, wait, what's the actual plot of this? It's like, well, oh, okay. I, I, I feel like it it kind of sets up a bit of a who who done it sort of yeah. thing, Who's, which I hope I hope the payoff is a little bit better than the last kind of like mystery thing that Scorsese did with Shutter Island. Oh, that was that was the last one he did? Okay, yeah. Well, that, I mean, this is the one that, like, I feel that it's kind of comparable well, yeah, to what they're trying to set up. He's not super well-known for his mysteries, right? He's... Yeah, he's he's more of a crime, crime dr- drama drama kind of guy. And, and I mean, uh, this is kind of shaping up to be that that type of way. But he has branched out into other stuff before. Um, like with Shutter Island, which is more of a thriller, and uh, some other examples that escape me right now. Yeah, holy shit, Paul Dano's in this too? Oh yeah, this is... We're back to the... We are back to the the superstar productions, where when you see like 10 different actors... Of of household name caliber in a in a in the same movie, it's we call not those a the ensemble movie that they're all doing one line of voiceover for. 
Yes, the ensemble movie is is back. We're just gonna we're just gonna throw that take out there, and it's gonna sit there, warming. You know, people warm themselves by the heat of that take. Yeah, I mean, like it has come back in recently. They kind of went away with COVID, but then Glass Onion came out. And Wes Anderson this. has put everyone in Hollywood seemingly in this movie. Point, yeah. point of order. Point of order. Yes. I uh, fucked up. Um. Not Paul Dano, Jesse Plemons. I see. How I, dare I you. don't have the face memory of either of those those uh, gentlemen. Jesse Plemons was uh, he did uh, he just did a thing with um, uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. He just did a movie woman? with him. No. Okay. Oh, I see. I I see him now. Uh, yeah, who the fuck's Paul Dano? Uh, he he's the Riddler, he's the right? kid in or... Little Miss Sunshine. Ah, <laughs> yes, the Rizzler. Okay, all right. No, not Paul Dano. The other goofy looking. Uh, Paul Dano actor. is is also the. Uh, he was the the son in Little Miss Sunshine. God damn, we got John Lithgow in this oh, joint. Damn, it it's been a while then. That movie was a long time ago. Oh shit! Two thousand six, baby. <laughs> We got Tantu. Seventeen years ago, <laughs> we got Tantu Cardinal in uh in Flowers, a killer, Killers of the Flower Moon. Sure. Yeah, shit, dude. I love Tantu Cardinal, and um, I want to find another like really Native American name. Fuck, they've all been Americanized though. Jillian Dion. Oh, some I'm, it's like the algorithm is just recommending me. I think other Native American actors. Dude, Floyd Red Crow Westerman. Oh, that's a badass name. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> William Bellow. Gordon. A... Gordon Tutusis. Tutusis. Nathan Lee chasing his horse. <laughs> Yo, why do why do Native Americans Hell always yeah. have that long ass hair? I'm so jealous. They like come out with that. They specked I, into it. They said no. You know, we're 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 cutting down on the mustache so we can put it all back. Yeah, where do I get that download? Where do I get that software update? Do I go to an Apple Store or some shit? I want long flowing hair like that that I don't have to work for. I just want it. And that's all you really need to do to get it. You just gotta want it. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, bald people? <laughs> <laughs> just gotta want it more. <laughs> you just gotta drop a thousand dollars on some Turkish hair replacement. Get hair plugs. They don't look too bad these days. <laughs> yeah, go fly to Turkey. That's their like number one export. <laughs> hair plugs? No, so for for real. Like, apparently it's super from, from thirty feet away. Just super cheap and. Uh, like I guess they're pretty well known for doing a good job, and there's like even there's even a package where you can get your flight ticket, hotel, and your like hair treatment all in one. You just fly to Turkey. That's why the the meme is like you you get onto a plane coming from Turkey, and there's just a bunch of white dudes with like like bandages over their heads <laughs> just got their fucking hair got their hair, hair put in <laughs> hey yo new hair who dis 
speaking of surgeries, uh, I'm sure some of those happened in the creator here. It's a lot of, yep, a lot of cybernetic people <laughs> running around. Little little robos, robotmen. Little robosexuals over here. Ro- robotmen. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I I want to I my brain wants to say that this is a Christopher Nolan film, just because it's got um, uh, John David Washington in it. I mean, Hollywood's been trying to make John David Washington a thing for a while now. It's not just Chris Nolan. Yeah. It's. Oh, it has Ken Watanabe in it, too? Yeah, he's a They're robot going... guy. It's legendary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, is this, a, is this a Legendary Studios? Is it? I thought um, it might. No, wait, no, it's 20th Century. My bad. Oh, damn. All I want. As long as Ken Watanabe stands on, like, a precipice. And utters uh, and just says very philosophical dialogue, very grandiose sort of just platitudes. We're good. Hey, go to the bag. It's made thirty million dollars first first five hours. Go to the trailer at one fifty five or well one fifty. He'll he'll do it. He'll do his thing right there. Do the thing, Ken. Cause he's got fucking gears and shit in his head, that won't be distracting at all. Um, oh yeah. So I don't know. This this movie's about like uh, AI and robotics have kind of been perfected yeah. and they're, they're doing commercialized. Honestly, it's it's a pretty generic premise. Yeah, yeah. They it's got Terminator. the uh, the robot village from Near Automata. <laughs> this is gonna yeah. see. This is gonna be the secret lead up to. The movie tie-in to Near, <laughs> uh, famously very accessible franchise, very transparent <laughs> with its story and themes. Easy to tell what's going on in that, those films, and so it will be for this. Um, definitely, definitely not uh, Chappy Two, no sir. <laughs> Chap harder. That is that is a throwback, good sir. Oh, fuck. There are so many. There were so many trailers this week, and I'm gonna have to like. I need to throw a couple out here just, just to get to say that I saw them and I I, I acknowledge them. Um, they're doing the Matlock reboot. You acknowledge them as your tribal chief. Um, Matlock's coming back. Um, we've got. They're doing a a TV reboot of the Full Monty, like a TV spinoff, which is. What I imagined, like, um, back on the strip was going to be, but this is not that. This is, it's um, just them all being old people and grown-ups now. <laughs> and I don't think there's going to be any stripping in this at all, which is good because they're all old, like, Australian dudes. I was about to say, you sound disappointed about this. Also, you know an awful lot about the full Monty. <laughs> I, I remember, I did not ever watch it. It was, although it was on one time in the periphery when I was like in high school. So I, 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 I understand the premise. The premise was conveyed to me. <laughs> it's like, okay, they're all they're, they're some dudes who, who want to raise some money by doing a big old strip show. And drama ensues, I guess. 
I don't know. It was pretty popular. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> will it be as popular as... Sorry, I was, I was watching the uh, the Matlock trailer, trying to get a... But I'm watching it silent. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening. It's Kathy Bates, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Kathy Bates, she's just doing shit. Being an yeah, old so lady. The, I never watched... I have no idea what what the original Matlock was about. but Who's Matlock? <laughs> she's like an old... I guess in this, which I'm guessing is similar to the same premise as the old show, she's like an old lawyer who's like, who gets, who, you know, has the advantage of she is old and so escapes the notice of, um, of these, these other high, you know, these stuck up lawyers. See, I don't want that. I want, I want what the good doctor did. You know, the good doctor said, the good doctor said, look, you got doctors, you, you've seen house, he can be a curmudgeon, and then you've got the good doctor, and he's a doctor with autism, so he's going to be you, like... I thought you were really going to say, like, well, you got a doctor, and he is a surgeon. He is a surgeon. He is a surgeon. He, he is, is a, surgeon. a surgeon. He is a surgeon. I, dude, that is so funny, because that clip, that, sh- that aired, like... A half a year ago, I, it, and it just and now like it's just becoming fucking, a meme, like an iceberg flying to the surface from the deep, the depth of the Antarctic Ocean. It, <laughs> dude, memes are memes are wild. There should be a class on memes. Why they become popular? When they become popular? How? Why? When? Who? Where? All those. I feel like if if those were known quantities, uh, marketing memes would be more successful. I mean, but sometimes they are. That's the fucking dumb thing. Like, look at Duolingo. Duolingo is pure chaos, but it owns TikTok by the gonads. Like, Duo, the Duolingo bird has so much riz, I, I, I became wet for that bird. It's the weird. Bird I don't insane. understand it. I don't even have the app, though. That's what I don't the bird understand. Is, is named Duo. Actually, I got an email that I am celebrating my eighth year using Duolingo. Dude, that's awesome. But have you seen the memes? <laughs> Dude, the memes are so good. <laughs> uh... <laughs> because marketing execs are like, here you go. Here's a TikTok account. Go go crazy. Just like, don't say the N-word. <laughs> and At least not in English. I, I, I do kind of like spicy Twitters like that, though. Like Wendy's uh, corporate Twitter is pretty good. Yeah. Like when they go a little, little R rated, and they're like, "Oh, I fucking what I wouldn't do to nut inside a baconator," like, yeah, Wendy for real, mm-hmm. Wendy like me for real for real. <laughs> 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 like, who's gonna be the next? Who's gonna be the next great <laughs> corporate Twitter? I, I have no idea how we how we come back from that. <laughs> It's it is a mystery. Uh, we could be trapped in this segment, um, much like the characters are trapped in the haunted mansion. Yeah, this is uh, interesting. Kind of a little more of a of a horror bend to this than I would have expected um, from a Disney movie. Disney but is then, not afraid to be spoopy. But the end of the trailer, it's just like we're gonna. Don't worry, guys. This is still like a, a 
comedy. We're going to have have jokes in it. Don't worry. <laughs> Guys, don't. We've got Owen Wilson. Everything's going to be okay. We, we hired Hassan Minaj and Danny and DeVito. We didn't give Hassan any jokes. <laughs> he's playing speak. the straight man. Like he gave him a little visual gag, kind of. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm glad he's getting work. Hassan, I'm <laughs> glad you're getting work after Patriot Act. <laughs> when he he said to he said. Uh, uh, who's the guy? Who's the Saudi Arabian prince? MBS. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He said MBS bad, <laughs> and MBS said, "Get him off of Netflix. get him out of here." I banish you from Netflix. <laughs> get him out of here. I own the world. Dude, Do not speak real. of me in such a manner. Be gone from my sight. Does he have a Twitter account? Because he also owns like, a lot of Twitter. Mohammed bin Salman. If he has a I wouldn't put it past him to have a personal Twitter. <laughs> There's a lot of Muhammad's. Bin Salam, Salam alaikum. Salman, S A L M A N. Kind of like Solomon, you know, like the ruler of <laughs> of Saudi Arabia. Well, he's not verified. <laughs> maybe, maybe he doesn't have one. No, he just doesn't want to pay for Twitter Blue. <laughs> The eight bucks a month is too rich for his blood. I, I mean, I get it. Dude. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if he has one because he's not. Oh, this I, is this is the the MBS parody account. Wait, you want Christ, Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> raves and for me to stop chopping off the heads of political prisoners get real (laughs) yeah but for real though um well that's that was uh muhammad bin salam uh ben salami (laughs) you've heard of ben shapiro (laughs) now comes ben salami Yeah, he's, um, he's the uh, complete political opposite of Ben Shapiro. Yeah. The, the radical prosciutto would have you believe that I am not kosher. But that is, in fact, not true. I am kosher. I am kosher salami. I am Ben Salami. I have been blessed by the appropriate rabbi. <laughs> Model one. I right. even negotiated Kurt, him down on price. Kurt, you have chat GPT open, right? I don't have it open, but I can get it open. I want Ben Shapiro, but he's made of salami. Okay, working on it. Thank you. This, this could, this is, this is our version of Jamie. Pull it up. You just have an AI here to entertain. You know what? This is the future I want. I just want an AI to indulge any like fleeting, like stray, intrusive thought that just crosses uh, around my neurons. He's made of salami. Can it do images or can it just do text? I don't know. Let's see what happens. I'm sorry, but I'm not sure what you mean. Could you please clarify your request? Can you find a picture of Ben Shapiro Wait, Dolly's not made free anymore? of 
salami or holding a salami. <laughs> Here it comes. Okay, so it's. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't find any picture of Ben Shapiro made of salami. However, I found a Reddit post where someone imagined Ben Shapiro having a kosher salami with the size and thickness to be able to knock the head off a dog if he swung it like a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most Reddit thing I've heard, so I believe it. Uh. <laughs> and, uh,. Holding a salami also was a no-go and returned the same Reddit post. <laughs> so we are not the first to think of Ben Shapiro and kosher salami in the same same breath, it would seem. Ben Shashimi. That's for another time. <laughs> um, that's that's trailers. Guys, that's trailers. Yeah, I guess that's trailers. And now we have, and now we're following up on on some of those movies. They they leave our, our trailer watch nest and and fly. They and we come back like, on that, that late late throw fade. <laughs> Heiser's out real hard at the end. Yeah, some of these are some of these are understable. Some of these are overstable. Um, some of these are Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, um, making another sixty-two million this uh, this week for a global worldwide. Um, globalist elite total of 547 million um, working hard working hard for the money so hard for it honey it's pretty good but I don't think it's gonna gonna beat out Mario yeah I was I mean I expected to have more legs if it was more around like the 33% drop off but it's uh, yeah almost almost half down from uh from last week. I feel like that's a pretty good week over week. We see most of them drop like 50 plus percent. So Yeah, usually yeah. 60. I mean, this has been a pretty a pretty stiff box office this week. Um cuz we aren't going to talk about it, but like there are at least 3 movies that are three major kind of blockbuster, oh, major movies at least that are releasing below 10th. And yeah. there are movies that we've covered, like Knights of the Zodiac, Blackberry, Fool's Paradise. Like none of them, n- none of these are in in the top ten this week. Well, most of those are limited engagement releases. Yeah, I was gonna say it's got to be like small, small. Fool's releases. Paradise that was the biggest at almost eight hundred theaters. So they're probably doing a slow roll. Um, to be. try to like catch the back end of some of these bigger blockbuster releases. I didn't know Knights of the Zodiac was only releasing in five, in, like under six hundred theaters, and our theater was one of them. We could have, <laughs> we could have seen this. We were I, such an exclusive club. We I know my gotten, like the the popcorn bucket merch. Yeah, my <laughs> Cinemark had it. And I was like, oh okay, so. Guess we're we're just big enough population centers <laughs> to host it, yeah. Um, um, like but then the you're starting Kingdom. to see uh, you're starting to see Super Mario Brothers uh, drop out of some theaters slowly but surely in its sixth week, like but it still million. still raked in twelve point six million. Second, still made twelve million yeah. in its sixth week. Only down thirty percent from last week, and 
total gross is $1.2 billion. This is like the 16th highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean... Let's, let's keep bumping it up, boys. We got to keep it rolling. Mega I want this flop. to do better than Avatar 2. <laughs> Mega flop. Yeah, give it a re-release. Come on, you're in a six-week... <clears throat> When's um, Mar- when is Mario's birthday? Let's look this point. up. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. I'm gonna, I, I, is I that just going to be like the release of Donkey Kong? That's a great point, Peter. I'm just here to hype you up like an Indian. October <laughs> October 11th. Interesting. Re-release in October. There you go. Uh, we did your job for you. You're welcome, Nintendo. All-time rankings. Uh, top is the 15th highest grossing movie of all time. Sheesh. <laughs> Shoosh. Oh, sheesh. You know what I didn't expect. And that's just domestic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That that makes sense. I don't know how Well, much. I mean, all times. All time, I'm sure it's going to be up there. Let's see. Do, 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 do. It is 23rd. Wow, that falls off. There are a lot of movie. The $1.2 billion range is pretty crowded. Interesting. <clears throat> and, they, and they all want it. Everybody wants to rule the, uh, to rule the world. Or just, um, just Italy, as is the case with uh, the third place released this year, <laughs> uh, this week. Um Again, a really steep drop off from twelve million to six million with Book Club, the next chapter. Yeah. A uh, a movie <clears throat> a sequel to a movie that everyone totally remembered and saw. Yes. That definitely wasn't just like a made for TV movie that uh they gave a theater run to give it some cred. Didn't that come out during COVID? Did he even get a no, theatrical no. run? <laughs> That came out like around when, oh, fuck, when did yeah? All right, may, you know maybe it did. Um, all I know is twenty eighteen. It was trying to like cash okay, in so on not, the the hype COVID. for uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Four friends' lives are turned upside down when their book club tackles the infamous Fifty Shades of Grey, from discovering new romance to rekindling old flames. They inspire each other to make the, their next chapter the best chapter. Well, oh it obviously wasn't gosh. the best chapter because they made a sequel. They made the next chapter, yeah. True. Sure. Um, <clears throat> May 18th, 2018. This one is about four best friends take their book club to Italy <laughs> for the fun girls trip they never had. When things go off the rails and secrets are revealed, their relaxing vacation turns into a once-in-a-lifetime cross-country adventure. Pog. So when they go off the rails, yeah, they're they going need off to get the rails. they need to get more rails. I mean, you get it. He, you know that Vivian's just lining up coke, and that's the real Jane Fonda doing it. That's Let not me just see. That's how they the got Jane him on the Fonda. Set. They're like, "We'll just let you. We'll let you just do high purity cocaine. We'll on let set. you do drugs." I I think they're all just happy to still have an acting gig at their age. Yeah. 
Hollywood is notoriously not kind to older women. Very true. Speaking um, of not being kind to older women, the Evil Dead Rise coming in at number four. You know, you know what? That's fair. That's yeah. that's, that's yeah, fair that, play. That one's a good one. <laughs> Three good points. Good job, Jake. That was good. <laughs> I try. Good Every now it's like the one, the one like humorous joke in in the movie we're reviewing tonight. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, fair play. A broken clock is right twice a day. So. Uh, 3.7 milli, bring it in, dropping down 36%, dropping out of a couple hundred theaters for a total gross of 132 million. And in fifth, hot on its heels, and by that I mean almost 1.5 million below it, uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. In its third week for Lionsgate, bring in 2.51 million dollars. Exiting nearly a thousand theaters on the way. Uh, in a purely domestic release, it raked in right about seventeen million dollars, which is probably Why okay. Why is this only domestic? Because it like only... it's an American novel, I've, and uh, yeah, I don't know how well. I don't know if it yeah translates. It, it's sold it. overseas or anywhere else. Huh? Yeah. I mean, as I understand, the story is pretty, like, universal. Yeah. But, uh... Don't know if... Yeah. It's no, not, I'm, it's I'm not as there. engrossing and as hypnotic as the movie opening in six this week. Hypnotic. hypnotic. From, from Ketchup from, Entertainment. Yeah. Oh I feel like we caught this when we saw the trailer for it, but, you know, it's Ketchup Entertainment. I honestly don't remember the trailer for Hypnotic. That might have been a week I was off the show because, like, I have no memory of this movie. Um, I think it's like it has to do with like a guy who can hypnotize. People. Well, I'm reading. I'm reading the the description right now. A detective investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter in a secret government program. It's the um, Spellbinder. Uh, prequel. This, this riveting movie has brought in $3.118 million domestically and a staggering total of $349,000 internationally. Um, but more importantly than any of those accolades, uh, it's found itself in our spotlight. Yes. Um, quick note. Um, Ketchup Entertainment is also noted for such um, such revolutionary... Uh, films as the Harlock Space Pirate live action movie. Um, Next Goal Wins coming out soon. And uh, the Lynn Sanity movie. That was a documentary. The Lynn Sanity documentary. Yeah, they've got some interesting movies under their belt. The Starving Games? Is this Was this like the... The crappy spin-off parody. Yes, it is exactly that. Oh lord. Um Yeah. Alright. Interesting. We're but, not here for this. We're here for Yeah, we're not here for ketchup entertainment specifically. We're here for ketchup entertainment and uh hypnotic in specific. And hypnotic has not been faring too well with uh 
the professional reviewers. 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 53% on Metacritic. But as always, that number don't mean shit. Uh, the only number I care about is the number that that goes out there and, and defends its point of view. And that's that's the number that a real reviewer near you, they live among you. They ride I the bus with second. you. <laughs> They're in the office with you. They might even be in the shower with you. They're out there, and they're Have reviewing. Have you ever honestly looked yourself in the mirror and asked yourself, have I reviewed a movie before? Am I a real reviewer? Have I submitted an IMDb user review? Did I review? call a movie a 5 out of 10 while giving it 7 stars? Did I say don't listen to the bad reviews in my 10-star review? Oh, God. I think I said it had good cinematography. <laughs> Okay, um, and uh, let's let's get it out out there. Elena Tushina had this to say about Hypnotic, uh, ten of ten review. Great modern day psychological brain games. Uh, submitted May thirteenth, twenty twenty three. I love the movie. New paragraph. The biggest challenge of today is finding the answer to the questions of who controls our brains and perceptions. Are we capable of control and protecting ourselves? Is our world real or illusional? Illusional. I remember question mark. Terry McGinnis asking these same questions when he fought Spellbinder. <laughs> the movie is captivating, intriguing, intimidating, with unexpected twists, surprising, surprising every minute, but not overwhelming. Playful, beautiful, and over. All exciting. Lots of action. High speed. Charismatic male actors. <laughs> ben Affleck is definitely in his best shape and perfect fit for this role. The ending is very unpredictable. After ending is even more surprising and opens doors into a new story. <laughs> Three out of eight. When God closes the box office, he opens the door. <laughs> <laughs> Just right. the, the, it's asking the big it's, it's it speaks to the big issues you know the biggest challenge of today is finding the answer to the question of who controls our brains and perceptions sure well uh harry bickings would uh would have to disagree yeah that's uh that's the name they went with harry bickings. one out of ten harry bickings says quite possibly one of the worst movies i've ever seen I don't ever write reviews, but goodness. I went to see this as one of the Regal Monday Mystery Movie promotions. I have seen those advertised in the app. I'm like, who the fuck would just hit shuffle on the movies? Harry oh. Pickings. <laughs> so I had no idea I was going to see this. And when I say it was bad, believe me, it was bad. Okay. The writing was is so lackluster. Acting is awful. You can tell Ben Affleck is zoned out the entire movie due to poor script and frequent plot twists. 
had every viewer in that theater confused because none of them made any sense to the story or would just retcon the previous one which made no sense to anyone. Almost every viewer was laughing about 30 minutes in due to how bad it was. 30 out of 49 found that helpful. Strong. Okay. This is a tight cluster. People people are paying attention to these reviews because I'm about to drop... I'm about to drop another rarity here, like an actual practical review of of like stuff that's happening. Um, because this five, out, this six out of ten review from Feast Mode, my new favorite regular, um, <laughs> he's dropped the six out of ten. My first mystery movie Monday experience. <laughs> I watched I watched an early screening of Hypnotic. As part of Regal's Mystery Movie Monday. I did not know what movie I was going to watch. And I had never heard of Hypnotic or seen a trailer. This is as blind as I've ever gone into a movie. Hypnotic is an interesting mystery with a cool premise. I enjoyed the story and the way it was told. I was mildly intrigued throughout. There are some really cool scenes with good visuals. And it has some compelling and creative ideas with how to use the premise. He's not explained the premise. (laughs) At the same time, I wish I liked it more. Not everything works. A lot of it feels like it could have been done better. And I wasn't emotionally invested in the characters or the story. At times, I felt like it should have been a streaming movie. I still had a good time with Hypnotic, and I'm glad I watched it. It's good for a one-time viewing. And it was cool to see Affleck and Fitchner in a movie together for the first time since Armageddon and Pearl Harbor. One viewing early screening mystery movie Monday 5-1-2013. Mini review of Regal's Mystery Cinema Movie Monday. (laughs) Bonus content. (laughs) Bonus content. Extra. He goes the mile for you. I generally don't watch trailers and try to avoid every detail about every about any movie I plan on watching. I would even prefer not to know the actors and director. <laughs> so when I heard about this, I was immediately interested. To watch a movie without knowing the genre or even the title, I had to try it. Plus, it's only five bucks. Of course, there is a risk of it being a movie I have no interest in. I don't. You're losing I'm, it. I'm you not were teetering go to, between like Minnesota and Jeff Goldblum, and then you just went straight off the right into Stimpy. I don't mind if the movie ends up being bad, as long as it's something in the general range of what I go for. I got lucky with this one. I imagine I will not be pleased if it ends up being a chick flick. My only problem with this experience is that (laughs) right before the movie started, the director has a voiceover telling us the title, director, and actors. He doesn't say what it's about, but he says something like, get ready for the and which told me what I was in for. I tried plugging my ears, but I heard most of it. I wish the movie just started and let me find out who's in it and what I was in for. 
21 out of 25 found that helpful. I do I do really like how Regal has managed to monetize test screenings of movies. <laughs> right. They they really got they re, they're really getting the most I've uh, the most bang for their buck. Like they're really giving you the feature added mm-hmm. aspect of going to the movies. Sure. Which is I think how you should do it if you have to do it is you're there for the for the cheap Tuesdays, for the mystery Mondays, for the Fathom events. Yeah. And then, you know, regular movies, I guess, too. Well, I'll read now from the book of uh, Danny Hedgeland, uh, chapter 591, verse 86. Hypnotic, 10 out of 10, deserves a higher rating. I'll admit it. After about 20 minutes, I was ready to leave the theater. At first glance, it appeared to be a predictable cliche. Boy, was I wrong. I'm glad I stayed. After about 30 minutes or so, the plot twist began. One after another, I was hooked. This is an excellent movie! Exclamation mark. I really like the lead male and female actors. This was written by a real person. <laughs> yep, a real person wrote this for sure. <laughs> This is totally not a boilerplate review that's posted on many movies. Just missing the brackets. Male lead actor and female lead actor. The story is completely unpredictable, at least for me. They kept coming up with surprises. I also feel the movie is philosophical and relevant to today's topic of consciousness, soul, and AI, WEF, and free will. W-E- what? I W-E-F, dude. I don't know. Ignore the haters. Not World Economic Forum. Ignore the haters. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. I will definitely see it again and again. All right. Well, good, good to know that they're going to see it again and again. Maybe they'll be the only ones. Because uh, Scarcity says uh, 1 out of 10. The Redcoats are coming. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Prior thing from the movie. I was waiting for some of the reviews to get through, so maybe it would have come up. Uh, it did not. Well, Equalizer 3 looks pretty good. How many scary movies can they come up with? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Emoji, scratching chin. Comma, comma. I mean, come on. language of the gods. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, come on. They start to look the same after a while. Movie hypnotic was not so great. One thing I started doing after 15 point minutes, I started playing. Oh, this is a new paragraph. Uh, I started playing games on my phone, comma, comma. review on his phone. New paragraph. All I can say about hypnotic, comma, hypnosis hypnotized. <laughs> new paragraph. So back to my phone, ga- phone playing my game. The movie was very distracting. Couldn't concentrate on my game. Comma. New paragraph. I do like Ben, but this one was scratching chin emoji. OMG. 
new paragraph. I hope they don't make a hypnotic too. That would require a pillow with my blanket. New paragraph and final paragraph. Hum. Best part of the movie was the end. People didn't even stay to watch the credits. Comma. <laughs> Comma. You're right. <laughs> Five out of 13 found this helpful. So I tried to get ChatGBT to write an IMDb user review of uh, this movie. It didn't do that. However, it did find something I feel equally as as great. Um, I found a review by Roger Ebert where he describes the movie as doofy. <laughs> doofy. Yo, this game is doofy. <laughs> doofy. <laughs> Just the way that sentence is structured makes me very happy. <laughs> Everything came together. That was that had as many twists and turns as this movie, I swear. Yeah. Um finally, I'm Sieg. Uh five out of ten, their review. Heil. Stupid <laughs> Stupider. Stupidest. This story is ridiculously stupid. The stupidest story I have seen in a while. Main body of the review. <laughs> the story. Hypnotizing people in order to make them rob banks for you. That story is ridiculousness to the max. I am being kind now with rating it five stars. Because the actors are good, the direction and other technical details are solid as well. But this story simply cannot be taken seriously. The bad. Do those Hollywood writers think we reviewers are all Mortons? They Mortons? censored it out. <laughs> censored it out with a last risk. <laughs> because who does come up with such a silly, unbelievable script? Did Ben Affleck suffer from a concussion when he read the script? Did he not realize that nobody in their right mind would accept to watch such a nonsensical, stupid plot? I guess not. Only suited for those who don't have a clue how ridiculously not credible this script is. Four out of eight. Found that one helpful. How many stars was that again? That was a five out of ten. Interesting. <laughs> Seemed very, very harsh for five out of ten. Well, that's hypnotic. That's hypnotic. I guess you got to make your your own decision about whether or not you want a patron catch-up entertainment. Yes. Um, lots of ketchup was spilled Become on the set of you wish to see of John Wick Chapter Four, which finds itself in seventh in its eighth week. Uh, two point another two million there down eleven point three percent, but. Out of 2,369 theaters, man, those those 112 theaters really holding it down. $18,000 per theater take. Why? Why? What? What? Why? This this seems like a. I don't know, it's not a re-release. It's yeah. What the, is this like a glitch? I feel like it's a glitch. I feel like we found a glitch in the Matrix. Oh, that's 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 alarming. Um, moving past it, Love Again falls three spots in the second week. 
uh, down 39.1% for a $1.4 million take. Uh, Air finds itself in ninth, despite being available on, I think, Prime Video now. Um, $884,000. Man, we're sub a million in the top 10. Feels bad. Yeah. Uh, and rounding out the top 10, also down three spots. Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, $792,000. Real, real good time to be at the movies. They are... They, I'm not gonna say they're cleaning things out for the summer season, but like because there there's five new fucking movies in theaters this week. Um, but I feel like it's we're hitting the the stagnant phase. Like yeah. it's you know it's the uh, it's the stillness in the air before a storm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we once got... Memorial Day hits, um, things are going things are going to pop off. Oh no! What's the next thing to come out? Fast and Furious, right? Fast X is out now, Um, and then Little Little Mermaid, and then Little Mermaids. I think May twenty sixth is the last Saturday in May, right? Yes. No, no, because the twenty seventh, right? Yes. So twenty seventh is the last Saturday in May. So June second is Across Spider Verse. Yeah. Which uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before. I am very excited to see that movie. Might be a little, little, little actual hype there. Let's see the the absolute ever loving shit out of that movie. I'm going to pay a lot of money to see this in a lot of stupid formats that movies aren't really meant to be watched in. <laughs> We're gonna watch yeah, it in 4D Smellovision. Are you gonna to try to do like IMAX or some of that? Or oh, we're definitely we're it? definitely seeing opening night in IMAX. Like that's yes. for sure happening. IMAX. Um, if we can get IMAX possible. 3D, yes. If IMAX 3D is available, we're plunking down like 15 bucks on top of our legal unlimited to see it. In that. I'm so conflicted. I okay. Here's my problem with going to see like 3D movies. I am a glasses wearer, and it gets uncomfortable. Um, but also the you have last contacts, time I went to though, the... don't you? Huh? You have contacts, though, don't you? That are like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last time I wore contacts was college. Yes, I I yeah. did not know you wore glasses for yeah. a while. <laughs> it's because Melanie thought I looked better than them. I'm looking so, to see Jake. We should we know. should be living in the modern age and be getting. Um, 3D like polarized 3D fit ups for our glasses. It literally should. Yeah, I'm on Amazon right now looking oh. up. Oh, is there a thing <laughs> they have in your prescription? <laughs> is that a well? They well, might I have like clip on, cute. like the little like the, you know how they have clip on sunglass yeah. shades. Oh, okay. I would probably see more 3D movies if I could like see it better. And like if I if we buy it, Jake, if we buy it now, we can have them in time for the movie. Uh, oh. <laughs> one, yeah, wonderful sight, circular, polarized, clip-on, three D glasses for real D best performance and fit available for eight dollars. But both of you have square lenses. Eh. Eh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It'll fit well enough. Yeah, it's got to be a real D because I just typed in three D and a lot of the red and blue shit came up. Yeah, yeah, I typed in like real D, three D. And um Oh yeah. That should that should help. I just uh I just wake up in the morning and see like God intended. 
All right, Mister Mister I like to I like to have (laughs) fucking deformed corneas that run in my family that I'm going to pass down to my child. (laughs) I don't know what's recessive or dominant, so I don't know because Kristen is a uh, a good seer, a true seer. Uh, She does scry with her own eyes. (laughs) I have to I have to attune to a, a. Overpriced uh, piece of bullshit with glass that scratches. <laughs> glass are the fucking monopoly that they have on glasses is silly. Waiting for the government yeah. to crack down on that bad boy. Lem- Was it Luxi- Luxior? Right? Yeah, Lux Luxor. Luxor. I can't relate to you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, it you know I can help you with that, Kurt. Just give me a we'll get you we'll get you that reverse LASIK. <laughs> AKA just a little like uh little pen pen laser just shine them in his eyes. Yeah. Not only do I not need glasses, I have like twenty thirteen vision. <laughs> so I'm I'm the worst person to talk to about this. So Very we'll true. talk instead about, about gaming news. How about that? That sounds a little more fun. A little more everyone's speed. Let's go. What, what we got here? What, 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 we, what we putting down on the table? Put your cards on the table. Let's go. Um, I, I'm, calling, I'm calling it with uh, the one that Kurt fed to me. Um, <laughs> new, you know, one of, my, one of my classic games that I always give every update on Dead by Daylight. Um, <laughs> keep, keep you up on all the latest news. Um, no, I'm lying. I met Nicolas Cage. I keep you up <laughs> on every news about Nicolas Cage. That is true. And he's in this now. He's He is the character in Dead by Daylight. Not any of his roles, not any fictional character. It is Nicolas Cage. So when, when my girlfriend Kaylee told me about this, she broke the story in the house. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I, we, have, we have correspondence on the scene. I said these stories. I said that one of his uh, his weapons should be plastic vampire teeth, which is a joke that very few people will get. But if you're if you're one of the few who's seen Vampire's Kiss, you'll know exactly why that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there he is. He he comes out. He's in. They got his head scanned in 4K. He looks right at the camera. They got him voice acting. It's uh, it's powerful. Yeah, I think I think this is this is perhaps opening a dangerous door to have open for Nicolas Cage, because if he like realizes that he can get you know some pretty quick bucks doing voice gigs in video games, oh, yeah. imagine all the dumb shit he's gonna buy. <laughs> and he'll probably go in on it too, because it, it'll get him royalties and like hopefully ongoing revenue. Yeah, so you can buy more dumb shit. <laughs> yes. My man would my man will buy like a Dead by Daylight arena so he could do it like to method he bought it to method act for the role. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, we'll get ready for the Dead by Daylight movie starring Nicolas Cage. So is is he a is he a, just a player character that you can be or is he a villain? I don't I think he's I don't a survivor. Know. So you can play as Nick Cage. Okay. He should be the his character from Willy's Wonderland. Although, I guess they haven't confirmed it. 
Um, and some of the comments here are great. The fact that we don't know if he's going to be a survivor or killer says enough about Nick. <laughs> yeah, you. he has a lot of movies you could actually draw inspiration for either side with. Um, again, plastic vampire teeth, got to be one of the, the weapons he's got access to. Uh, I think this is the first time a real human person has been added to <laughs> Dead by Daylight. Yes. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if he's, if he's, because I don't think your player characters get, like, skins or whatever. Um, so I am wondering if, uh, if this is, if he is the villain, are they just going to have him, like, going around killing people? It's like, yeah. Dicks to donuts. Or, get, or make him a vampire. Make him a, you know, he was just, uh, Dracula, right? Yeah, he was just Dracula and Runfield. Uh, dicks to donuts that, like, while other actors are worried about their digital legacy and being usurped from beyond the grave <laughs> by, um, corporate conglomerates and they're having their likeness used forever and ever, Nicolas Cage just looks into that and goes, woo! <laughs> he gets ahead of it. He I'm jumping headfirst into curve. that. Turn, yeah. turn me into an NFT. Nicolas Cage has always been ahead of the curve in that regard. If he would be, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it's 20, 2044. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, he comes out, press release first man to have successfully digitalized his entire brain engram <laughs> and has backed up his entire An consciousness into the cloud he's 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 designed an engram to prepare for the role of johnny silverhand in the upcoming <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 movie why wouldn't uh, keanu play him in the movie i don't know Nick Cage crushed in the audition. What can I tell you? Oh, was there ever a movie where Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves were in it together? It's it's very possible. Um, movies where Nick Cage and Keanu uh, Reeves were in it together. Um. They have, ne they have never starred in a movie together. Well, we need to fix that. <laughs> Hollywood, get on that shit. Yeah. I guess they were... He was expressing mixed feelings in a recent press release because of um, Keanu Reeves, um, uh, his participation in the 1992 Dracula movie. <laughs> I guess he feels some competition there. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, yeah, that that movie long time ago <laughs> wasn't that in two thousand two, nineteen ninety two. Huh, I thought that was that was that was when uh, Keanu Reeves still had like spiked frosted tips. Yes, yeah, like I, I remember Keanu Reeves being heavily criticized for his performance as Jonathan Harker in that movie, but for some reason I thought it it came out like later on but i guess not that was like a weird they they they're like all the all the iconic imagery associated with the movie let's throw that all out and get weird with it let's have let's go for it baby. let's yeah. dress Drac let's dress dracula up like a japanese geisha <laughs> powerful stuff um so the other um like smaller gaming news is uh tears of the kingdom came out I don't know what my original um, like 
opinion were when we saw the trailers for this stuff was, but uh, it was probably wrong, whatever I said, um, because they, like, showcased this crafting thing, and they said you could... Yeah, they really, we, they really showed the com- crap out of it. Yeah, and I... And I compared it, I think, to probably like Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, where it's like, why are you, you know, shoehorning in this like crafting Minecraft element to it? Where I, I don't remember that comparison. <laughs> I I definitely definitely said a uh, along the lines of Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, um, but whatever I said, I was fucking wrong because the clips that I've been seeing out of Tears of the Kingdom have been miraculous. Nothing short of uh, so there's there's a a clip. You remember um, Rob? What is his name? Rob uh, Mc something, the Always Sunny guy. Rob McClenny. Yeah, Rob McClenny. His show like Ravens, like something. He played a, a game. He <laughs> played a game developer at a company called like Raven Software or something like that. Raven, um, Raven Software is a real company. <laughs> they made the Thief games. <laughs> I like, thought it was I thought it was something called Raven was the company, but um, anyways, he has this show where he is a like game developer, um, mm. and they had this Mythic Quest. Okay, Mythic Quest is the is the show. Okay, and they are coming out with this I do, new idea. I do vaguely remember this show. Yeah, yeah, they're coming out with this this new idea in the show, and they're like, oh no no, you can't. You can't use this. You know how how fast that TTP is, and they're like, "What's TTP?" And it's oh, time, time to penis. penis. <laughs> yeah. Tears of the Kingdom has had the fastest time to penis <laughs> for anything I've ever seen. Oh, just immediately, like that dude, was probably people, one of the first tweets I saw was the dude with the flaming the flamethrower dick. Flaming dick. <laughs> people are so creative. It's. It, I'm so glad to be human. Rival AI only by the Smash Brothers Ultimate create a uh, create a map uh, yeah. community, and perhaps the Soul Calibur Six uh, custom character. Yeah, those were. There's some pretty good uh, Fallout Four when that first came out. There were some pretty, yeah, pretty detailed facial re- reconstructions in that. Yeah. Um, so now what people have been doing. Uh, because there's an article that says, "Are Zelda players okay?" And it's because there is a new trend. Do you to... want my true opinion on that? <laughs> there's a trend going around to uh, torture your Koroks. If you remember oh, yeah, what the Koroks were, they're, they're the you little have to, like, yeah, carry them and do an escort missions with them now, yeah. right? They're all escort missions. Where before they were like, you have to solve a mini puzzle and you have to find. Uh, a th- right. like, you gotta like put 900. the rock in the circle, and then the thing yeah. happens. <laughs> and they're like, aha! And then you Here's get my your golden Korok. turd. Yeah, and it's all golden shit. So they poop all in your these... hands, and you take it. So the Koroks are back. Take it. Yep. And they have backpacks, and people have been uh, attaching them to crosses and burning them at the cross. Uh, they have been putting them on rockets and shooting them into space. Like we should have, Nintendo should have known this was going to happen since fucking Mario sixty four. Yeah, they should have. Someone need like I know they they were going to do it anyway, but like I'm sure at some point one of the cheeky developers came in and uh, recreated the the snow level. They just watch this gameplay demo, and they they showed off the Korok escort mission feature by dropping it off a ledge. 
did a recreation of the SMB Look, or they uh, cold cold mountain stage. They cool cool mountain. You you just gotta you gotta create the system to let the players have freedom of creation and just accept the fact that they're gonna make a penis. It's just yeah, gonna yeah. happen. Yep. <laughs> I, Life I, finds I mean, a way. <laughs> from what I've seen, like like the the make a you know assemble your own shit that that didn't quite ever appeal to me. Um, I like the simpler stuff, and I like the I always like the exploration part of those yeah. games. I and there's some interesting stuff on that front. The fact that there are caves, and and high, mm-hmm. the I'll call them just the sky claves. Um, yeah. And also, I saw a video where a dude he put a minecart on his shield and rode it like a skateboard, and I was like. You know what? That's my that's my jam. I'm just gonna do oh, yeah. that. Yeah, you can like it, you do like Tony Hawk pro skater shit and grind, and it's it's kind of kind of nutty. There's I a wanna, lot of stuff you oh, can I do. I want to put game. a rocket on my hammer. Oh, you can make a rocket hammer in that probably. You it can would... glue a sword onto your sword and make a sword sword. I mean, that's I don't pretty... think you can like wield it as such, but yeah, you could probably put a rocket on a hammer. I don't know they. I, I don't know. You might be able to. You can do a lot of shit. You put rockets on your shields, mm-hmm. and then they become like bomb jumps, which is pretty cool, or they they launch you up into the air. Yeah, there, there's a, a lot of different stuff you can do. Um, so, yeah, that's Tears of the Kingdom. Make a giant penis, torture some Koroks, and I guess play the story, too. Uh, yeah. But... I think yeah, I haven't right really... now is what thirty something minutes. Uh, well, last I heard it was like ninety, but if they got a new one, found a new skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were literally the, on launch. There was like an hour and a half, and somebody speed ran it ninety minutes. Like those are the ones that are impressive. Is the the day one speed runs? Yeah, because you you I guess it's not as impressive because if you assume that they like cracked the game before they even started playing. They would have had to. You can't like speed run blind. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe uh, they just had it's all the same base game base physics based stuff. So I don't know. Maybe they had a. But like, how would they know where to it. where to go and and like, well, like what you get a what, map at least? So maybe the like I don't know. Maybe they did like a slow run and then they did the speed run. Well, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Is like you'd have to have like. A general map that idea of what your progression is going to be whatever they did they 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 did it jake's looking up the uh <laughs> the time right now um so i'll let jake just uh it it you know um it interject in right in the middle of kurt's story yeah, as yeah. of may 12th um it was an hour 34 33 seconds okay for the any percent uh, speed run. So y'all remember, y'all remember, not so long ago, when uh, Overwatch Two came out. Oh yeah. Yes. Y'all I y'all do. y'all remember how uh, how they delisted Overwatch One? Yep. I remember how Dunky was uh, very wary uh, because the only saving grace in his eyes was if it had good Pv PVE to make up yeah. for the fact that the PvP was being cut back. Well, and and to be honest, a lot of what they were promising in their PVE launch was like a major overhaul to Overwatch. They were basically redesigning every character 
applying a skill tree to unlock different abilities throughout that progression line and then implementing that into like a pve so you had to like master a a hero get different stuff throughout that and then you can swap to another one later and start over and it was it sounds pretty engaging what happened to that kurt well is after several delays um they said now bump that (laughs) and are just scrapping it there will be no pve never (laughs) or co-op to come overwatch 2 is just the scaled back unbalanced pvp that people have not been digging so much yeah i mean the the major difference between overwatch 1 and 2 is now that there is 5 5v5 instead of 6v6 and a lot more Um, microtransactions and and a lot more micro they took away like free champion chests they took away a lot of the deals in the shops. They took away, they like added um, legacy skins that were like used to be unavailable and now you can buy them. And uh, there, there's been a whole lot of, that's a whole nother issue is their transaction side of it. But uh, content wise, I mean, there's also an argument to be said, hey, like don't only get mad at Blizzard for not giving us content get like mad because they're fucking over all the developers that spent literal years working on something that they just threw in the trash that they had day one concepts for like they at blizzard blizzcon 2019 they had like playable like small featurettes so they had a idea Mm -hmm. to get off the ground and i'm assuming they extrapolated that to a sizable chunk of what pve should have been and it just seems like they're, you know, half a mile away from the finish line on a marathon. Well, and they're saying we can't we can't incur this cost anymore. You gotta so love seeing it, corporate executives like just going the entire other way on the sunk cost fallacy. It's like, don't worry that you spent years of your your dev team developing this. Don't worry that you destroyed the that you crushed or you know deleted the. Uh, day, fan base for Overwatch One, so you could save five bucks on server space. Um, so I don't, don't I don't necessarily that. think that it was all that done. Uh, so here, here are some of the the quotes from the people involved. Progress on the PVE experience hasn't made the progress that we. Okay, progress hasn't made the progress that we hope. Said uh, executive producer Jared Newis. Game director Aaron Keller says said that the decision came down to a difficult choice the team had to make keep working on pve mode whose development had no end in sight or scaled down overwatches to to's pve focus everything we've learned about what it takes to operate this game at the level you deserve it's clear we cannot deliver on the original vision for pve that was shown in 2019 uh newest said in today's stream uh, what that means is we won't be delivering the dedicated hero mode with talent trees, long-term power regression. Those things just aren't in our plans anymore. What they will be releasing are uh, discrete story missions that will have cinematics and push the narrative arc of Overwatch forward for the first time since the original game. Uh, the missions will be co-op, but it sounds like they aren't designed to be replayable like the initially planned hero missions. First chunk of story missions are coming in Season 6, which is expected to start in August. That according to Blizzard's updated Overwatch 2 roadmap, which also include plans for new support hero in Season 6 and a limited time quest called Quest Watch. 
Arriving sooner in season five, also on the docket for season six, are hero mastery missions, which Keller described as single-player movement-aiming time trials designed around specific heroes. The roadmap also covers season seven, which won't begin until late fall, a new tank hero control map, collaboration event, yada, 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 but, you know, not the game that you paid for. They really made an entire game mode and, like, named it and really hyped it up as a super feature for the target practice from Smash Bros. I feel like this is, this is like, one of the biggest, like, game blue-balling moments where, like, they heavily promoted a feature that never came to be since, like, the entirety of Anthem. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Where yeah, when they showed the E3 trailer, there was no game. <laughs> it's extremely disappointing from for Overwatch fans. Um, I mean, I, I've played Overwatch quite a bit, and I'm not I'm not like avid and reoccurring. I just I don't know. I fell out of it. Um, but I mean, I know a lot of people who are avid Overwatch players, and every single time you talk about Overwatch Two and how <laughs> silly it was about how it was just like such a small update and their their go-to was like oh i'm really excited for pve really excited for pve that's going to unlock a whole new element yeah i would have been excited to try overwatch in a pve sense because i you know my competitive shooting days are are well behind me but you know my love of risk of rain shows that i'm down to clown with pve (laughs) shit with my homies they've had pve in it they have it every halloween they have it the the uh I forgot what it is. The the doctor, uh, it's like a Frankenstein spoof, and you just like are in this small zone, and you have to fend off waves of of enemies. And it's these robots that are, it's cheap looking. It is, but it's it's like something they threw together because they thought it'd be fun. Um, and this PVE really looked like it was going to be a massive expansion in quality over that. And it's just now it's 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 done for. So, uh, and I, know, I I have got the feeling these story missions are going to be a lot closer to that you're in a zone fighting off waves of robots than yeah anything else. It, it's going to be gonna more like, like Angry Birds levels. You're going to get like a story mission every you know, once a season, every like quarter or half a year. It's like who's going to care? You're going to lose interest. You're going to forget about the first one by the time you play the next one. So it, I don't I don't even know if it's unless nothing. The only the only saving grace is if these story missions turn out to be like raids or dungeons, right? Where it's a big map. I wouldn't hold okay. your breath on that, but yeah, that would be that'd be at least be something substantial as terms of PVE content. Yeah, I mean I hate to say it, but I feel like this might be a one of the. One of the one of the later nails in the coffin for Overwatch because oh, I, yeah. I I I have not heard good news about Overwatch in so long, <laughs> and they have the most devoted fan base that just says you get a pass this time, and they're running out of slots. Like, they're like they're running yeah. out of fucks to give. At this point, they've not only cut off their nose to spite their face, like they've pulled out their teeth, they've ripped their ears off. Eyes have been plucked out, um, it, and I f- I feel bad because Overwatch and the developers they seem like they have good motivation, but I feel like as a company, <laughs> Blizzard has just been 
kicked while it's down. They f- they keep on fucking up at every turn. Uh, there was something where um, I, th- I know Dave had mentioned this, but when I looked it up online, I, I know the EU approved the Microsoft uh, transaction or yeah. the Microsoft merger uh, or acquisition of, of Blizzard, but maybe the US stopped it. And he was saying that Blizzard was banking on the fact that Microsoft was going to acquire Blizzard and use the money from Microsoft to fund the the like the the final stretch of the PVE part. I think I heard on uh the Engadget morning news briefing that uh it had gone through in the EU, so it was I don't think there are any major regulatory boards that it has to get approval from. It's just a matter of these things take time. That takes time for the transaction to close. Yeah. But he was saying that it like it got blocked by US regulators but I, approved in the EU. I think it passed US regulations. I think he might be confused. Yeah, cuz when I look up articles about it, all it says is about EU uh, you know approving it. Uh, so, I got, but I got no if clue. that's the case, that's that's not the greatest way to I think run a project is to bank on an acquisition, bank on a company taking a hold so you can kick it off, kick it home. It's like you're just setting yourself up for failure. Oh, I think the UK has blocked it for now. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Okay. Weird how Over cloud concerns. Yeah, I I know that was a, a, de- a sticking point with the EU as well. But uh, as we all know, in the post-Brexit world, <laughs> <laughs> the UK is no longer part of the EU. So uh, I don't know how much longer that's going to hold out. I, I would say at this point, it's very likely that it's going to be approved and the transaction will eventually close. But it would be stupid... <laughs> for someone to bank on money from being acquired to finish a project that you had a release date for this year when the acquisition was just announced this year and these things take like a year and a half to close. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I find it, uh, that that doesn't quite pass the sniff test for me. Well, it's just, it's just, it's so, it's such a weird thing. You know, it, it's, such a huge part of this game, which was going to be over the PVE, is completely gutted. That's that's like essentially taking half of the game's motivation. Oh yeah, it's a bad look for tossing sure. Tossing it away. It 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 is. It's 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 nuts. So, it, I feel like there might be something else that they're not willing to fess up about, about maybe money wise not being able to finish it on time. Have they cut? part of their department you know it's a, a companies right now are are really kind of tightening the belts uh because interest rates have, have gone up so much so is it that is it is it just again workplace toxic environment because blizzard is known for that i mean part of me not actually getting better part of me feels like it could have just been a matter of like it the scope of of the the project was far more than they had initially anticipated and they just didn't have the skills to 
to make that sort of thing happen to the to the ambition that they had. I, I, the, the sad part is we just don't know that much about it. So like, it's all speculation on what they were working. Yeah, on. who knows if they we even have, like. So it's like how far off the ground it even made it. You know, like the, like why don't you half-ass it? Like, <laughs> you know, even even if it's something kind of crappy, and you end up putting it out and people play it for a little while. At least you've delivered on a promise and can improve upon it yeah, after a while. I feel that's probably less damaging to your reputation than out and right? out canceling it. At least you delivered something like shit. It. We look at we look at cyberpunk, and how far that's come over the years that it that it uh, mm-hmm. has improved on the game. Uh, what was it? No Man's Sky, right? Yeah, a completely different game now. How no Man's Sky <laughs> dropped a large turd. <laughs> I mean. At least they gave us a turd, but they polished that bad boy up into a nice shiny gem. A brown the, uh, polished brown turd gem. challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Unless you're so, Hello Games. Yeah. And like they I think hopefully the the positive to come out of this is that uh Blizzard gets a uh takes a cue from Hello Games and just like puts their head down and works to to not kind of you know it's not gonna happen i know it's not gonna happen but like that's that's the way back the here yeah that's what they have to do uh or they just make the diablo four milkshake (laughs) let me find that story because i saw that it's like this diablo milkshake lets you taste what hell is like i'm like bro we're already there blizzard uh, yeah, Blizzard, you hell. you've you've made hell quite. Yeah. Uh, oh, come on, load load her up. Uh, the so-called demon meat shake oh, is promoting yeah. the fourth installment of the series. Um, where is this? Oh, it's just the like VIP delivered from. From where? Nowhere. I don't know who's distributing these. <laughs> um, the the campaign is the work of the creative agency. Be real. Um, so it's a that's part of the marketing stunt, and then the other part is like some people being invited for like a four court, like an, an Instagram influencer dinner kind of deal. <laughs> um, but yes, let me see the demon meat shake. They're really there's like nothing to this. The the adjective I heard used to describe it was chunky, which uh, it's probably like a brain hemorrhage kind of thing. I like a thick but milkshake, a, but I don't shake. I don't necessarily like chunky to be how my milkshakes described. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's where Blizzard's going right now. That's what they're working on. Yeah, hopefully Instead Diablo 4. Yeah, hopefully they just decided to divert all the fucking resources to making Diablo 4 not suck. Um otherwise, yeah. if fans don't get what they want, they'll stop buying games and Dia- and Blizzard Entertainment <laughs> will be ghosted. Ghosted. Oh, good segue. Yeah. I was I was I was rooting for you to stick the landing because I I knew that was the obvious road, but sometimes Peter 
Oh, you Peter know. Peter takes brain. the less obvious route. There's a one in sixty chance. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot more likely than that. That I'll just, I'll do, a, I'll hit a misfire. It's and like we'll it, just go. Yeah, Peter's got like the the Pokemon Gen One perfect accuracy glitch where there's a one in two fifty six chance of missing a perfectly accurate move. Yeah. A cosmic ray can fly down and flip one of my bits at any second. <laughs> you ever there, side note? That? You ever heard of Rowhammer? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you have heard of it. Have you heard of it, Jake? No. I so couldn't tell like, you anything about it, but it's, I've a heard sh- of it. it's like a hacking glitch, where if you can have access to the actual like, I don't know what generation of technology it was on, but like I think it's an, on integrated circuits, where if you you can if you have access to the actual bytes of of RAM. <laughs> Oh if right, you, yes, yes. You uh, can use the a... electrical interference generated by oscillating the by flipping the bit so fast that you can flip bits adjacent to it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is a DDR four security vulnerability. This is why. Real if you ever, fuckery. If you ever wonder why, like server memory, ECC memory is so goddamn expensive, it's because shit like this doesn't work on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. That being said, this has nothing to do. With the movie that we're talking about today, we're talking about uh, debatable and un- <laughs> over. I would argue. Well, I'll I'll throw it out. Here's our here's my first take. Uh, an overhated movie. This they they really tried to sell you on. This was the worst, like the worst thing this year. This was uh, a terrible, awful garbage movie. I'm like, this is this is just mid. Let me. Was it? Yeah, it's I was just say it's subpar. That's it. Yeah, very mid. Yeah, I will. I, I I would. I do want to be clear that it is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I have seen far worse. I was I was floored honestly because I remember when we watched the trailer. Uh, you know, Peter and I were like, "This this looks like it it could have some some promise. Like if if the script's good, this this could be a pretty good movie." Uh, the script was not good, but. Um, I yeah. I did not get the sense that this was a a two star movie on movie database or whatever. Like I'd never seen one that low before. Um, I will I will say what got me the most was this series of events that I went through last night with Chris and watched it with her. When they are they have the bounty <laughs> on their head. And obviously, Chris Evans, known for playing Captain America. Oh, I yep. did, I made a similar joke. And, you know, Anthony Mackie pops up, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a reunion!" You know, it's Falcon. He pulls the gun and on him. I'm like, like, "Sam, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and he is a grandson of Sam. Uh, and then, and then I'm like, "Oh, you know, it'd be crazy if like they threw Winter Soldier in here, and we had Sebastian Stan and." Fucking course, he's the third assassin that pops up. He's God, and it's awesome. And he's just like, and they just flash cut to him. Yeah, I was really surprised at how many like big name actors they got for like tiny fucking roles in this. Like, that's obviously where all the money went. So I was think so. Kristen was like, "Oh my God, if only they had." got Scarlett Johansson as the the lead actress in this, that would make a lot. That would be like a little mini Avengers reunion. And I'm like, yeah, why didn't they? Like they that makes too much sense to do that. So I pull up IMDB trivia 
And the first trivia is, although Scarlett Johansson was originally cast in the lead role in 2021, which would have marked a reunion with Chris Evans, (laughs) after sharing the screen in over nine movies, Johansson dropped out due to scheduling conflict and Ana de Armas, another one of Evans' frequent collaborators, replaced her as they starred in Knives Out and The Gray Man. Uh, Pretty awesome. So I was like, that was almost a whole ass Avengers reunion. Yeah, I don't know that the movie would have been uh, any better. (laughs) No, it would have been the exact same. Nothing would have changed. Yeah. But I would have been like, hey, four Avengers. (laughs) Fucking dumbass rom-com action movie. Huzzah. They probably, I, I feel like, I, I could have just missed what you just said, um, but I feel like they went to Chris Pine. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna put you in this movie." Is there like a leading lady you want like to co-star with? Like, I work well with Anna de Armas. I've I've been on a couple projects with her before. It's uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans is yeah. in this movie. Fuck. We had this discussion at lunch. Where <laughs> we I, did. <laughs> there are so many Chris's that have yeah, that have showed up in in mainstream blockbuster movies. I can't tell them apart. I've gone Chris blind. Yeah, for being written by Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese, this this movie is decidedly devoid of the clever humor. Is the the most lacking part of this for me? Yeah, I think the story scenario uh, carried good potential with it. I think uh, you know, for the most part. The acting was was pretty good, even though Ana de Armas definitely sleeps walk sleepwalks through a few scenes. Um, yeah, was not was not super impressed with her and the chemistry between them, Chris Evans and her. Uh, you know, even though the movie kept on trying to tell me, oh my god, the sex, the sexual they, they wanna, tension is they so wanna, high. They want to sex each other. Uh, I wasn't getting that at all. Because half the time, Chris Evans' character was like, "I fucking hate you." You see, that's the Give thing. Back to my farm. That's the thing that I this don't movie die. did really weird, right? They have the meet cute, and then she goes away, and then he goes to surprise her. He never. All right, so I'm not even going to put up the pretense of caring about spoilers. Watch Ghosted at your own risk. It's not a very good movie. Yeah, it's also not the worst <laughs> movie of 2023. I promise you. Um. What did we see that was worse? Oh ah, shit, that's true. It might be it might be the worst one it's, this year. It's not the worst not one a... I've ever seen. Like yeah. Oh, actually, you know, I don't know. On on a quality basis, do you think this is better or worse than the Mario movie? <laughs> oh, I mean This is this is I worse. thought the animation Peter, was really good. I'm putting you movie. specifically on the spot there. <laughs> um I from a from a story standpoint, I I think I like this better than the Mario movie. I don't know. We saw Shazam and Ant Man. That's true. That's Quantumania was pretty bad, and Shazam. T- mm. I would put this over. I, I would put this over Quantumania. In terms of, I had more fun watching this than I did watching Ant Man Quantumania. Yeah, and maybe it's. It's among the worst movies of the year, but it might not be the worst. Um, and it's, oh it, yeah, the worst movie goes to Mummies, by far. Mummies, Mummies. We haven't seen it, but 
Okay. Well. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Definitely. We'll share it out, Jake, and I'll trust take me. Okay, I trust you. Um. But yeah, no, like the um, I agree. The for me, so Kurt and I kind of differ on what parts we liked about this movie. Um, possibly for the same reasons. We might have been wanting different things out of this movie. Um, I felt, so on my side, I felt that the opening and closing, the civilian portions of the movie, um, before and after it gets going with the adventure plot, um, I felt those were paced a little slow, and those could have been, I mean, thinking about it now, I feel like if you want to put a real hot take, I, I would say you could probably even fit those into or at least the beginning, into a montage, if you were really good about it. I don't know that you can open your movie with a montage. Well, after the meet you probably, I mean. Yeah, yeah, but it's only a day's worth of time, and it is kind of like a montage. Kind of a, oh, they, they did kind of do a, a montage there. They did so much in their day's date. First of all. Who goes on a day for know, a whole day? day like that was a whole ass day they weren't even tired i take a nap dude like you finished up at the farmer's market around like what maybe conservatively like 12 yeah yeah like it, like a coffee. best case scenario it's like noon that you're you're wrapping things up at the farmer's market so then they went out for coffee walked around dc went to an art gallery yep and then went to a karaoke bar. Yeah. Oh, karaoke bar, Rocky Oki bar, and then somehow Steve Aoki bar. They 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 just kissed. They they the pecked. They just kissed all night by the water outside. They, and then, yeah, somehow and then they, somehow had the energy to have sex after all that. And then fucked. <laughs> <laughs> And then they slept. Well, she slept. He took a creepy picture of her. Isn't that creepy? Is... I guess. I... I don't know. I like how are you really strangers at that point? <laughs> well, you know, is, is it just As... a one-time hookup? Is it is it a one-time hookup? You know that person in the biblical sleep? sense now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I Especially when they're sleeping, like that's a relationship move to do. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I, I guess you could say it wasn't clear she was sleeping. You know, she might have just been snuggling up into. I mean, obviously they, they, they say she was sleeping, but yeah, from from the perspective of the photo taker, you'd be like, oh, she's just all snuggled up in here. Let's let's get a picture for prosperity because if this goes somewhere this can be a cute photo that we can show at our, our wedding post-coital and bliss they did, and they did pay it off quite well yeah they paid it off it was definitely the one thing that i didn't think was going to come back was a random picture yeah. you know what i thought they already paid it off the inhaler the inhaler the whole fucking and chris um and his asthma suffering from strong like his his sleeper training as Captain America kicked in. Well, no, he wrestled. Yes, he wrestled in high school. In high school. Did you that did explains, you not know he <laughs> That explains how you can do a fucking arm hang over a over a truck. Not uh, he was really speed. good. <laughs> he was really and then he's really to handle buff. Uh, tactical shotguns and heavy firearms. <laughs> he's a farm boy. They all know how to shoot. What? A shotgun. I mean, yeah, shotgun's pretty action, easy to use. It's that's that's okay. It's notoriously 
the most forgiving firearm to use. It's got a good spread. A rifle, <laughs> you know, a rifle. I mean, she cocked the pistol for him in the beginning. It's, so that was that was plug and play. It's easy to clean. Uh, <laughs> easy to maintain. <laughs> it's got a good spread. Yeah. But I, I think it remains that he does have a, a case of action hero. Uh, See, I think they did a pretty good job of keeping him like not like stone, like not dead weight useless because like, you right. know, he has a background in, in wrestling and wrestling and knows how to shoot, <laughs> but not like super agent level competent either. But by the time we get to the climax, that just gets thrown out the window. <laughs> right. They they are at the same level. there. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, the uh I think yeah, I I think that you could have shaved somewhere, somewhere in here. There's 15 minutes you could just cut at least. Sure. I could have even not be almost 2 hours long. Yeah, so like at the hour and a half mark, there's a MacGuffin that you're not even introduced to until like the second act of the movie. Yeah. Um and they have to get this MacGuffin. There's a there's a showdown on on a plane. And and Chris Evans grabs the MacGuffin and grabs grabs Ana de Armas and they they parachute out the plane onto a random island, and um, at that point they've they've outwitted the bad guys. They've recovered the MacGuffin. Uh, he has he has saved her and demonstrated his worth, and in a way that and she she comes across very shallow, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like she hates this guy until she does something something that benefits her um yeah. and um, uh and at that point you could a, just wrapped it up that could have been the end of the movie island. you go to the denouement you, you have the marine corps show up like they do anyway you're like oh well i'm glad you got the aztec they're glad you're safe special agent and then you do you just you just put the scene with them and the family talking about family stuff and then you roll credits <laughs> yeah like you take out that last like extra act, the whole um, the whole climactic scene in the spinning restaurant that somehow can which, reach speeds of dangerous levels. Yeah, like some of these are good. So for a com, if they wanted to, if they had the balls to dial up the comedy a little bit, there's yeah, some they good they gag- should have like leaned said, into that more. Scene, funny. There, there like were the, exactly like the there were two jokes that that landed for me. There was the bounty hunter scene where you know it's a series of bounty hunters each murdering each other, uh, try to get the bounty. And right at the beginning, with with the lady who runs the flower booth, where they're just talking about something, she's like, "Can you watch my booth? I'm gonna go get high." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the way she delivered that line made me laugh. Those were the two jokes in the movie yeah. that got me. I, I I also uh, shout out to the scene where like Armand right or whoever the other agent was that was like her ex the the one without the arm both just sitting in the bar just trashing her in front of her face yeah that was that was pretty good I just like that um yeah so I mean yes there there are moments in there I'm like ah funny jokes humorous situations and and there's there's humor there's a lot of unintentional humor. Uh, with some performances like the the torturer was such a cartoony performance, I I was I was un, I was uncomfortably laughing because I'm like is 
does he know that this is how he's coming across? Was this meant to be like oh, played straight? You know what I fucking laughed at when Adrian Brody showed up in this movie, and I didn't <laughs> know Adrian Brody was going to be a character. Dude, you have to you have to put a trigger warning for Adrian Brody because that nose is three D without the glasses. It comes, it jumps out of the screen at you. It's like fucking shark turned 90 degrees. <laughs> I meant Jaws. Remember that famous movie, Shark? Well, was the shark big? Because in that case, then yes. It could be big shark. I'm on Tommy's wavelength. <laughs> I've, I've misfired enough leptons <laughs> and neurons. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I, there's... Like the Kyber, there's the Kyber Pass action sequence, which is, I just, I just can't help but think of Moon Knight, which was also a driving a truck in reverse over a steep cliff while fighting off chasing bad guys scene, um, in the desert. Then there was the yeah the bounty hunter scene, then the plane scene, which we both agree that could have been the the climax, and I've been happy. Easy yeah. peas. Um, uh, oh, the, the the speaking of the plane scene, the the just obvious cut for budget purposes after they jump out of the plane scene and just end up on oh, the island. Yeah. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> they couldn't. You're like, they couldn't do a little wire wire action. Even yeah, well, I mean, look at how bad the green screens were in this movie. Clearly, like, they didn't have a ton of money. <laughs> I was like, I know you have the green screen. I can see it. <laughs> I can see that shit from a mile away. It's bad. Just put it in there, even if it's stock footage or stunt doubles. But you know, yeah. or just you do the stunt. And I know plenty of mid-budget movies from the seventies that were able, that just had you. They they did the stunt where they jump out of a plane. You do a stunt double of uh, of the actors and you get the shot from the air with like a helicopter of them of someone ju- flying out of the plane and they hit the parachute and you can keep it all in one shot and it's a cheap shot and it works just just follow the lead of the old 007 movies yeah just pay you pan way the fuck out and you do the action sequence from 300 feet away so i've seen i've seen quite a few of these apple TV plus original movies at this point. And they all kind of follow the same formula. Um, you have a generic storyline. Uh, you kind of rope in a broader audience. You take no real risks with the storytelling. And you add in a bunch of pointless product placements and cameos. Right. And you get Which a bunch of big I'm name actors. They got on- that out of the way. In the first act, but boy, were they ever egregious! <laughs> yeah, guys, my I have one of those Apple tiles that they use to track things with my Apple phone. Yeah, I like how he says tile, and then the app he opens is not at all the tile app. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not tile, and it's not. I'm su- yeah, I am surprised it's not an Apple. I would have uh, thought they would have done. AirTag. Yeah. Maybe AirTag, maybe yeah. maybe it was supposed to be an AirTag, but they didn't get a, a good take. They put the wrong take maybe, in. Maybe maybe AirTags can't do long distance. I don't know, but I feel like if I was I mean, surprised that they few. 
didn't you try have to, to like government device if you're going to track your shit across a continent or an ocean. I think I think back to uh um uh, like fucking what was it? Daddy's Home 2 or whatever. Yeah. That had some like really bad like Airbnb product placement and like the first Sonic movie, but they they did it largely as a joke, but there was the I was looking at houses on Zillow. <laughs> thing yeah i really thought they would like actually have the official tile app to get some more product placement in this movie but i mean it's just there's not a whole lot to to hash out here it's it's a bunch of them arguing a bunch of buffoonery uh nothing really the whole langley scene yeah just uh don't didn't need to worry about that one uh who is the actor who played the the other cia agent uh agent there uh i've seen him on other stuff diet keith david (laughs) yeah it was um uh, mustafa shakir okay does he voice uh the president from rick and morty keith david yeah oh but that's keith david yeah that's what not this guy yeah (laughs) okay so yes he was um mustafa shakir was in uh luke cage Right, he was. Oh, was um, he the? He was the, Bushmaster. Yeah, the them them call me Bushmaster. Um. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Um. Oh, he was Jet Black on Cowboy oh. Bop. Oh yeah, Tim Blake Nelson has a fucking cameo in this, or he has a he has a part in this, because sure, um, Ryan Reynolds has a. Yeah. He has like his own cameo in this that could just just don't even don't even worry just put it away added nothing to the movie and like they injected it right in the middle of the climax and like this isn't no one is invested emotionally enough in the movie where you need to inject levity into that scene or like no one's like you know you haven't been laughing at this point and then you're ready like how are they going to ramp it up from here oh it's a, a totally unexpected ryan reynolds cameo it's like no you you've done in fact very little nothing um yeah burn gorman is in this he's yeah, he was the english cabbie who's like who rips off um uh chris's character when, yeah. he, when he first arrives in london yeah, weird amount of cameos for this like random. This is a this is definitely this a rom com action movie. This is a sag a sag a day. Yeah, they <laughs> keeps got, the bills away kind of movie. Amy Sedaris, the play is mom. Yeah. Um, John Cho, is the leopard. Yep. I love how they have Sebastian Stan in this movie credited as God. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like how. Amy Sedaris is known for like, you know, being in that the engineer in Mando and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I know her from Kids with Strangers with Candy. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I still remember for, from show. her voice work on The Incredibles. Yeah. Oh, voice work. Who remembers a voice? Jeez. Who remembers one of the more iconic characters from a really good, uh, Pixar movie? No one. That's who. Um, Brad Bird making an, an engaging plot. That's never happened. <laughs> I've never cried during one of his movies. <laughs> it's never happened. Um, I will say, 
Oh, the fucking I don't know how we how we never talked about this in all of our discussions. The the objectively too much uh, well one too many songs. There's there's too too many uh song breaks in yeah, here. Yeah, the soundtracking in general was just fucking weird. Weird song choices, just weird whatever they could get from iTunes. Um Yeah, I think I think with, Kristen even mentioned that. She thought it was weird. With a movie long running thing. Um, which again they use entirely too much in of the her character her code name or her spy name is Alias Man. Yeah. And if you're gonna do a drinking challenge, you take a sip every time they say the words the tax man. Or reference the song. <laughs> yes. Which I'm glad they at least had the good sense to actually play the song at the end. Yeah. As like the, the climax of it. I was like, okay, good. You know what? That's what they should have done and that's what they did. You kinda had to at that point. Yeah, and that's how I would describe this movie. They did what they had to, and not a whole lot more. Yeah, um, like I said, I've seen worse movies. I definitely, I think it's perhaps a little overhated, but I think that's because it had potential and it just did not live up to any of it. Um, yeah. And uh, it is entirely skippable. I, I I would not recommend anyone go out of their way to watch this. If you're a fan of rom-coms, it's probably got too much action in it for you. Uh, if you're a fan of action movies, the action's not good. <laughs> and there's, there's all that romance stuff that you might not care for. Um, it's really a movie without an audience. And... Uh, I mean, keep getting them checks, everyone involved in it. Like, it's it's good work if you can get it, I guess, but it doesn't make for very compelling TV. It's kind of the... This is... if When, when we look back at this period in, in history of, like, the early days of, of streamers and, and stuff like that, and we, we learn about what led to the, the writer's strike that's currently happening... Movies like Ghosted are going to be held up as examples. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so my final verdict, uh, better than Stuber, but... Um, but only just. <laughs> but only just. <laughs> final verdict, Ghosted, more like skipped. Yeah, uh, you better, you're, you're better off ghosting. Ghosted, more like I didn't enjoy this movie. You're better off ghosting your Apple TV Plus subscription. The worst ghosted or the worst they can review is no. (laughs) All righty. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up here for episode 367 of the Silence of podcast. We'll be back next week with with more exciting action. Uh, So you're going to want to stay tuned. And until then, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.